Thank you. How are you doing? Who here has ever cried over a Madonna song? Anybody? Be honest. No? Not even like a virgin? No? Okay. I have. And for me, it's the song um, Like a Prayer and Swear I Swear to Kids. So in November 2010, my family and I were living in the Washington, D.C. area at the time. And my son, um, Julian, and I had taken a father and son trip to the National Air and Space Museum. So um, it didn't go particularly well. The sort of the crush of the crowds and the, the noise and the activity of the place really didn't sit well with him. Uh, like many kids with autism, he could become overwhelmed. So it was, it was time for us to go. So exiting the museum, we were greeted by loud music. Great, more noise, right? There's a fundraising walk taking place in Washington, D.C. And while the walkers were out walking, the DJ was on this massive empty stage just cranking out hopeful music. Um, so I just wanted to get back to the car. But then I hear these words. Um, and they'd never really spoken to me until that moment. Life is a mystery, Madonna told us. Everyone must stand alone. I hear you call my name, and it feels like, thank you. So something about those words, walking with Julian, I cried tears of sadness and confusion, frustration at a parenting experience, and a really heartbreaking diagnosis that my wife and I neither wanted nor ever really expected. His development had slowed. Getting him to go to sleep or stay to sleep was a, a really a nightly trauma. Um, and his ability to speak, which was normal for the first few years, was going away and would eventually be gone. So I suppose the first two lines of the song speak for themselves. Life is a mystery. Everyone must stand alone. The, the third and fourth lines I wanted to explain a little bit. Um, they relate to a song that my wife and I were playing with my son at the time. And I would walk into the room unannounced, and she would say, who is it? Um, and hearing him answer the word, daddy, was both rare and very special. So, well, hold on. Hold on, I'm out of order here. Again. Okay, here we go. Start with a quote. Life is what happens when you're busy making other plans. That's John Lennon. Uh, he was a rather complicated person, family-wide. But I think the sentiment is perfect, right? You know, wherever you're going, wherever you thought you would be, it's something else, and it's going to be something different. You, ex you accept what is, um, then when you accept what is, then you and your life will be insane. So here are a few short vignettes from our family life. Flying from Denver to DC, um, Julian got frustrated on the plane and cried out a few times. No big deal, except for the same airline had diverted a flight a few weeks before to jettison an autistic girl and, and her parents. The flight attendant approaches. Is there a problem here? Panic sets in, I start to feel really hot. And in my mind I'm thinking, please don't divert us, please don't make us get off the plane in Omaha, right? 
but with my mouth I said, no, we're good here. So when we first started flying with Julian, our attitude was, let's see how this goes. And nowadays, we know how it goes. It'll go well. And that's progress. So, and we didn't end up in Omaha. Thank God. Okay. Another vignette. A couple of years ago, um, Julian, who communicates by pointing at letters on a letter board, being non-speaking, um, indicated that his, the food he would most like to try was O-C-T-O-P-U-S, octopus. So being good parents that we are, the next day, the day after a northeast blizzard, we trudged through 18 inches of snow, up to a Greek restaurant where he had octopus served in two ways, stewed with vegetables and grilled. He absolutely chowed down on the octopus. It was amazing to see his zeal when it was finally served. And because we were willing to listen to what he wanted, despite the limitations of his speech, we fulfilled one of his wants, and we take great pride in him, him knowing that we hear him. So when Julian was five, we ditched his stroller for good. Now 11, he's been walking with us ever since. First on trips around the block, then to and through the local park, and then on hikes of varying increasing lengths. This past winter, we walked five plus miles through snow and ice to Mills Lake up in Rocky Mountain National Park. We slipped and slided, got wet butts and sore knees, but we did it. And that time we spent on the trail, that time together is exceptional because amid the silence of the woods and the whispering of the wind and the crunched snow and ice underfoot, his autism doesn't matter. So then the lesson here is to get on with life, to get up every morning as individuals and as a family and seek the best life we can possibly create. The key word there is create. Our family isn't surfing the waves of fate. We're instead building the waves upon which we surf. We're not letting our feelings of uncertainty or discomfort or yours define the boundaries of our lives. We take the hikes, go to the restaurants, attend the schools, see the museums, and fly on the planes. We deal with our challenges and go through this life together, and we'll continue to do so. And my wife and I will arrange a good life for him after we're gone. For me, the idea of us being gone and him remaining is really, it's the heaviest of all. And it's the hardest for me to talk about. So I never expected this would be part of my life. I freely admit that I'm a, a better person because of it. More patient and understanding, amazed at the strength I found within myself. I always thought life should be easy. And while I have days where I certainly wish it was, there's something very affirming about weathering a storm. So before we close, I'd like to offer you four things I've learned along my path. One, as parents, we all face challenges. While my wife and I will spend the rest of our lives caring for Julian, we're pretty sure he's not going to become a drug addict, rob a bank, or get someone pregnant. 
good thing. I've learned that parenting is complex, filled with joy and disappointment. Here's to managing it well. Two, we have who we have. I've heard kids get reprimanded by a parent. Tyler, the parents would say, stop talking. So we all need a little quiet now and then, I get it. But from where I stand, I've had dreams where my son is talking, haltingly, carefully forming each word, and woken up during the night believing it was real. I've learned to love the child we have. Three, accept the disabled. We live in a country where, fingers crossed, the rights of those who are different are protected, but that should just be the baseline. Through my experience, I've learned to treat others with dignity and respect. So some starting concepts, assume competence, show interest, be normal. The lives of the disabled be very lonely. We can help change that. Four, human people have human needs. This is a final very short story. But for our family, the invitations to other kids' birthday parties stopped when Julian's autism began to show. And that really hurt. Similarly, some of our adult friends who didn't have the maturity or empathy to be there for us, to save us from a growing sense of isolation, disappeared from our lives, either by their choice or by ours. And that hurt too. But you deal with the loss and you move on, right? So. Remember how Madonna said, everyone must stand alone? Right? That's fine. But everyone shouldn't be alone, not through the challenges of life. For me, this odyssey has been transformative. I've found strength from within, but I've also found strength in the kindness of others and from communities I never knew. But there's much more to do. I'm transformed, but not complete still striving.